From lifestyle, fitness, beauty, travel, relationships, and self-care, Steph's got you covered. Welcome to your safe space, where you can stop what you're doing, relax, and let someone else do the heavy lifting for once. This is the Luxury Dropout Podcast with your host, Stephanie Joplin. All right, guys, welcome back to the Luxury Dropout Podcast with me, Stephanie Joplin. Today, I've got a special guest with me, my friend, Heidi Fell. How are you, Heidi? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to be here. We're actually in Heidi's office right now, and today we're going to do some Botox on me a little bit later, but first I want to speak to you about Botox, filler, skincare, all those mm-hmm. questions that you are dying to know, Heidi's going to answer for us. So let's, okay. let's get started. Okay. <laughs> so Sounds the first good. thing I have to ask you is what is the difference? I know this, mm-hmm. but what, what is the difference between Botox and filler? So Botox, um, Botox, Dysport, and Javeau are the three neuromodulators that we have here at ACPS. Um, and what they do is they relax muscles so that we don't have these stagnant lines and wrinkles. So it helps to soften expression lines is what I say. Um, It doesn't necessarily need to be something where we're frozen to Mm -hmm. have that happen, Mm -hmm. but you know, as we age- But we love love it. Some people, yeah, some people (laughs) love the frozen. Some people want it to be more natural. Mm -hmm. And that's something, you know, that we can tailor to you and what you want. But when we give the skin a chance to relax, when they're not making these exaggerated expressions and those lines soften and wrinkles will kind of go away over time. Mm -hmm. Um, We can do things like lift eyebrows. We can change the shape of the face a little bit. So there are some different things that you can do with the neuromodulators, but fillers replace volume. So the neuromodulators won't do that. So we can adjust things based on how muscles work. Um, with the neuromodulators, the fillers though are going to replace that volume that we lose over time or add volume to areas where you didn't have it. So, you know, people who want bigger lips, if they always had small lips, you know, Mm -hmm. we can do some filler to that area to give Mm -hmm. them more volume. Yeah. So when, you know, if you go in somewhere and you say, I want Botox in my lips, that's not the way it works. Um, because you'll basically freeze your lips. Right. Well, so there's, you know, the lip flip has gotten to be a popular thing, right? That's kind of above, right? Above your lip. Right. So it's, we go right into the border of the Uh lip, but it works for people who have a lip that turns under. So, you know, some people, when they smile, their upper lip disappears. Mm -hmm. If you're that person, then Mm. you will see a difference with the lip flip. Mm-hmm. If you're not that person, the lip flip isn't going to really do anything for Got you. It. So again, we're affecting the way the lip looks by addressing the way the muscles working, oh, okay. um, but we're not giving extra volume. So okay. a lip flip allows us to see more of your natural lip, but it's okay. not going to make your lip bigger. Okay. So what age do you recommend for women um, that they start getting maybe like a little bit of baby Botox to start the process of preventative? So it's really individual again for everybody. Um, You know, when I first started in the industry, I was like, I'm not, my husband was like, oh, I don't want you to do anything. I don't want you to look different. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm not going to look like these, you know, sometimes people go a little overboard. Yes. And so my 
thought was I'm not going to do anything until I need it. Okay. But in hindsight, <laughs> I wish I had maybe had a little bit of a different approach um, because, you know, prevention is much easier than fixing something, right? If we can prevent something. So I had gone to a training um, in South America one time and the doctor there had said to us, he's like, you know, you Americans are so funny because everything mm-hmm. is so secret. You, know, yes. you don't want anybody to know mm-hmm. that you've done anything. And he said, here, I have patients come in with their moms and their aunts. And he said, I can look at somebody when they're 20 and I can see how they're going to age and I can preventatively treat them. So they don't end up doing as much as what you Americans do when somebody has to come in and get like, you know, six syringes or, you know, so that way of thinking of where you're treating preventatively, Mm -hmm. um, I wish that I would have done that. So doing just small amounts, like you said, baby Botox, Mm -hmm. um, again, to where we're not necessarily needing to freeze an area in order to make that line. Like you, you really won't ever get the line if you just do small amounts. Right. So the other nice thing about that is that it's a little bit more affordable, you know, when you're doing that, because most places are going to charge by the unit or the Mm -hmm. amount of product they're needing to use. Mm -hmm. So if you come in in your twenties, you're going to use generally a smaller amount of product. Mm -hmm. And so it ends up being more affordable Mm -hmm. and we're just preventing things from happening. I think it has a lot to do with genetics too, right? That's, I think the number one thing. I mean, let's take you for example. So (laughs) Heidi knows my mom very well. Is absolutely gorgeous. She looks (laughs) just like Stephanie, but I mean, that's like, you have such good genes. When I met her mom, I was like, okay, this is where she gets it. I mean, (laughs) we should show a picture of your mom. Well, she's, she was on my last podcast. So So everybody knows gorgeous. (laughs) And so, yes, that is a huge thing. But again, looking at how somebody's going to age and you can see things, you know, of like, okay, I have patients that come in and they're like, oh, the neck, my mom's neck, you know, this has always been an issue. So doing things like good skincare, Mm. maybe laser treatments, you Mm -hmm. know, things to where we're we're preventing that from happening. And you're saying to start doing that in your twenties, start doing that. Yes. Before Mm -hmm. you have the problem. So looking at things, look at your mom, look at your aunt, look at your Mm -hmm. dad, Mm -hmm. and you'll kind of see how you're going to age Mm -hmm. and you can do things preventatively Mm -hmm. to just kind of slow things down. It say it was you say, say you could look back and say, I should have started my baby maintenance at this age. What age? I mean, I would have started like 20. Okay. I mean, I, yeah. once I could afford it, of I would have started it, right? Like, yeah. you know, there are things that you can do that are going to be less expensive that are right. still going to help you in the future. Okay. Um, so for me, I haven't done a lot of filler, but I could have done Botox probably when I was 18. Did never protect my skin. I was out in the sun all the time. Mm-hmm. Very expressive. So my son is 19 and there's mm-hmm. a picture of him and I when he's one. Mm-hmm. And my husband had looked at it one time and he said, he meant it to be a compliment, but he said, you look so much younger now. Look at all the lines you had in your forehead in this picture, which is true. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I was like, 30 then I Mm -hmm, guess, mm -hmm. but I definitely like Mm -hmm. looked older because my skin wasn't as smooth as it is Mm -hmm. now because I hadn't done Botox. Yeah. If you come in 
you know, in your early twenties, there's things that we can do for you that will be preventative cool. where you're still going to look very natural. I didn't start till 28, but I feel like that, I think that that was a good age, age for me. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen any, you know, any permanent wrinkles yeah. um, since, and people always think I'm like 26 yeah. or, or 28 now. So I'm just like, cool. Um, and that's yeah. why I like to freeze out my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> so what are, what are things that you can do like in your early twenties? to prevent severe skin damage and wrinkles and things like that when we're older? Well, so, you know, they say that most of the sun damage we get, we get before the age of 18. So that's one thing to consider, but you can also, you know, like good eye cream. Mm. So eye cream and neck cream are the two things that I think are super important. Neck cream. Neck cream, because the skin underneath your eyes and the skin on your neck is a lot thinner than on your face. And so you know, if you're putting a moisturizer on, Mm -hmm. it's not penetrating underneath Mm -hmm. the skin the Mm -hmm. way that we think it is. Mm -hmm. And so something like that, like when you're 18, 19, 20, you know, investing in an eye cream, a neck cream is great. Sunscreen always is good. And I mean, we live in Texas. So, you know, there's the nice thing is there's so many like there's moisturizers that have a sunscreen in yes, them. Yes. Um, if we're out laying out, we want to reapply, but mm-hmm. just putting something like that on mm-hmm. just helps. And your decollete us. too is and probably yes. something very important because ladies mm-hmm. like, you know, when you get, the, it's like, you've, you've seen it before, you know, the women that have tan too much yeah. and it gets very wrinkly right little, here in the yes. middle of your chest. So that's another sign of age. Yeah. And hands. Wanna, yeah. And hands. that's another thing that hands. people don't think about. Yeah. And I do want to say you, to go back to the Botox, there's, you said there's three different types of uh, brand, brand names, right? Botox well, is a brand name, correct? Yes. Okay. And that's what we refer to. Everything is, we just say to everybody's Botox. Botox are you they, know, just are, because, do we have them here? So yes, we do. So there are actually four that are FDA approved okay. right now mm-hmm. in the U S there's actually a fifth coming out. Oh, wow. Um, yes. Ooh. Exciting. Um, so we have here at ACPS, we have Botox. This is okay. We're showing Botox. it on camera yes. for those who are this, listening. This is Botox. And then we have, um, Dysport. Mm-hmm. That's the so one that I like. The, yes. I find it acts faster than Botox it, for me personally. For uh, most patients it does. Mm-hmm. So, and then Javo. Okay. Is the other, what's the benefit of Javo? So Javo and Botox, I feel are most similar to one another. Javo, Newtox, it was also kind of known as last yes, year. Yes, I came remember out that. And everybody was like, oh, Newtox. Newtox. You know, what is this? Really? Marketing. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, you know, all three of these products, they have the same active ingredient, the okay. same mechanism of action. Okay. okay. So they're formulated a little bit differently. Um, in terms of the amount of medication, Dysport actually has the most medication per unit, which is probably why it kicks in a little bit faster and lasts a little bit longer. Scientifically, the way that they're formulated, Dysport has a little bit more of, I hate using this term, but I will just because it's spread, Yeah. yeah. Um, which a lot of people are afraid of, but okay. that's actually a good thing. Okay. So, you know, for patients who want things to feel natural, mm-hmm. that you want that. You don't mm-hmm. necessarily need something to where it's just so tight. Um, okay. So Botox and Javot, they <laughs> have a little bit less spread. So okay. if I were to rate them, it would be Dysport would you know, have a little bit more of a spread, Botox, and then Javot. So Javot, you can be a little bit more precise with. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, if Mm -hmm. you take the flip side of that, 
you know, if you're injecting a forehead that has a larger surface area, mm -hmm. you have to inject it differently. So you have to do more injection sites. It's not going to spread quite so much. It. it might feel a little bit tighter. So the so number of units does vary. It does. With um, it does for sure. Okay. Yes. I mean, the number of units that I use in my labella is going to be totally different than yours. Mm -hmm. um, we have an approximate, you know, we have ranges yeah. and those are based on FDA studies. So mm -hmm. these are all FDA approved products. Mm -hmm. The FDA has said that based on this amount of medication per area, mm -hmm. um, you know, for the majority of patients, the product will last three mm -hmm. to four months. And okay. so that's where we kind of have, but anytime you go to anybody, they should be having you make expressions. You know, every single time you come in, I'm like, okay, frown for me, raise your eyebrows <laughs> up. And because we need to look at how those muscles are working. So right. we have this general pattern that we're going to, you know, know to inject, mm -hmm. but every patient is individual. So okay. you want to make sure that whoever you're going to is watching how those muscles are working on you. Mm -hmm. Why do you think there is like this stigma? For example, I've dated guys even recently that mm -hmm. are like, Oh, why do you get Botox? Like, why do you think there's such a stigma against this maintenance? It's not like it's changing your face. Right. So I think that that comes from people who have tried to change their face from this. And then, you know, because like you think about Hollywood, like when there's mm -hmm. these movies and they talk about Botox or fillers, like they mm -hmm. usually will show these exaggerated, tragic, like Jennifer Coolidge face. Like, yes. Yes. Or, or she's, yeah. What was there? There was one with like Goldie Hawn and mm. one of them, like where she intentionally, you know, they've made her, her lips, lips like crazy. So, or I remember modern family just a few years ago, mm -hmm. there was an episode where Jay got Botox and, you know, within an hour of him getting it, his eyelid was drooped no. down, which doesn't happen yeah. in real life, but it's I exaggerated. our allergan rep said their Botox sales went Plummeted. down yeah, because <gasps> of this. So I think that people have, that's what they think of. They're like, oh, if you get filler in your lips, your lips are going to look like this, right? Oh my God. Okay. Um, that makes sense. And they give you, well, and there's also like, I guess from the nineties, there was like that, that facelift look yes. that was just like so tight and yes. puffy. Yeah. That looks crazy. Like it doesn't look like you. And really yeah. the whole idea is that you look like arrested like happy version of yourself, mm, you know, yeah. to just kind of, you know, help you age gracefully, right. not completely change the way that you look. And so I think a lot of times people lose perspective of where mm. they started and then they start looking really different. And because it's gradual, they don't realize it, mm -hmm. but you know, the first time your boyfriend see, they're like, oh my gosh, that's yeah. what you're going to look like. They yeah. associate that. Well, my sister's, you know, my sister got yeah. some and my sister's husband's like, why haven't you been doing this before? But before it was, don't do that. You're going to yes. change your face. Yeah. But now he's like loving it on her. She looks right. great and she looks rested. Yeah. And she's still exhausted, but she's still right. Looks she rested. looks rested. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She still looks rested. Yeah. So she's super happy with oh, it too. Good. Speaking of that, do you, are you seeing more men come in for Botox? So we are. Yeah. Okay. So it's either one of two things, like their wives bring them in. Um, I have, or they're like in the trench coat and sunglasses. Like, right. Yes. Yeah. I feel like Discord has been a really big driver. Mm. Um, most like 
99% of my men use disc really? work because it feels natural. Okay. It looks a little, you know, think again, like that tight feeling versus mm-hmm. um, like men want to look good, but you don't want them to be like self-conscious. Of they don't want to feel, I have some women that like, they want to feel frozen. If they don't, yes. they're like, it's not working. Yes. But men don't want to feel that way. They right. want it to look natural mm-hmm. and feel natural. So I think it's becoming a little bit more prevalent. Some of the companies have done good jobs about doing some advertisement with men and mm-hmm. showing some before and afters and mm-hmm. guys are like, Oh, I never knew, you know, okay. do that. So yeah, it has gotten, it has gotten to be see guys, there's mm-hmm. nothing to be afraid of over here. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Can you get Botox when you're pregnant or nursing? Um, no. Okay. I mean, well, we say no, mm-hmm. um, you know, the companies are never going to do studies on pregnant or nursing moms. Yes. So we do not mm-hmm. do that here. Um, we don't recommend that you do it just because, you know, it's just in case it's exactly. a precaution. Yeah. I mean, likely there would, it would be fine, but, but you no. just don't want to ever, just yeah. Wait. Just, just, just wait. wait. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait. <laughs> now going, moving on to filler. Um, mm-hmm. what are some areas that filler can provide support to and, and how do you decide which filler goes where? So one of the nice things now, um, and we have a few of the fillers here, but there are, when I first started, I think we had regular Restylane, like mm-hmm. Restylane L mm-hmm. and Juvederm Ultra mm-hmm. and Radius. So mm-hmm. there were three different fillers. Mm-hmm. Now there's like 20 or more, you know, which can be overwhelming, but really it's nice because mm-hmm. it allows us to tailor things mm-hmm. and it allows, you know, they've noticed over time okay, we can't put a filler that doesn't move in an area that requires movement, right? right? Or right. it's not going to look natural. Right. So, and you know, you have some patients that have a fuller face. They maybe have a little bit more fat. So you can put something that's going to give a little bit more volume and mm-hmm. it's going to look okay. But if you have those women that are just really thin and you put that, you'd see that there was something yeah. there, right? right? So now we have all we have so many different options. Mm-hmm. There's fillers that are specific for cheeks. And those fillers mm-hmm. are going to be fillers that are going to give you more volume, give you a little bit more structure, mm-hmm. um, depending on where it's placed. There's some that are going to move a little bit more. So when you're smiling, you know, okay. things are going to move so as they some should. some look more like bone structure. Right. Right. So, yeah. Some would simulate like a bone where you have okay. need bone and, you know, we have bone absorption. So yeah. there's I remember hearing when I was little, I remember my grandpa telling me because mm-hmm. I, he said, you know, your nose and your ears never stop growing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my sister had asked him like, why is your nose so big or something? And he's like, <laughs> nice. well, you know, your, your nose and your ears never stop growing, which is actually not true. Mm-hmm. What happens is the rest of your face, unfortunately Shrinks. kind of recess. Yeah. <laughs> so we have bone absorption. So things kind of shrink. Oh. So giving, um, having fillers where we can place them in areas mm-hmm. where we know we have some of that absorption mm-hmm. can give us that support okay. and still look natural. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Let's show for the people who are watching on YouTube, let's show, show a couple. So, so like we this have, is Juvederm. This is Juvederm. So this is Voluma. This is mainly used in cheeks and chin. Those okay. are kind of the areas 
um, you know, jaw lines, yeah. anywhere where you're going to need, you know, some support and you okay. want some projection and you want a little bit more volume. Okay. Voluma okay. is a great product. We have Restyl and Kiss here. Mm. So this is, that is for lips. Lips. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So very popular for lips. Mm -hmm. You know, this product is a product that's going to give you some structure. So it's going to give you like a nice crisp, you know, vermilion border, which people nice. lose as this starts to fold in, but it also integrates into the tissue very nicely. So it feels soft mm. and you know, so this is a great product for lips. Okay. This is the RHA four. So this oh. is a newer yeah. product. This is, um, is that what you use on my neck? So we year? used the RHA two, two. so same product line. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, they have two, three, and four. So mm -hmm. four is their, their product that's going to give a little bit more volume. So this mm -hmm. is, you know, cheeks like, but we put it kind of maybe medial cheek patients who maybe don't need that bone structure, but okay. they just need a little bit of contouring. And so this moves very nicely, integrates into the what tissue. What do you use under the eye? Um, so under the eye, I prefer Restylane, just okay. regular Restylane okay. or the RHA2 under the eye. But again, a product, they all have different properties and some of them will draw in more water than others. Mm -hmm. um, some of them are going to be a little bit more stable. And so we choose products based on the area that, that we're going to place it under. I noticed that that says higher, higher, I can't even hyaluronic say acid. hyaluronic yes. acid. Mm -hmm. That is a buzz word right, right now. So hyaluronic acid is something that we have in our bodies okay. naturally. Um, it's what makes us look hydrated. It is a big thing. Like there's some products that you can put on topically, although you can't really absorb mm. hyaluronic acid topically mm. as as much as what people think that you can, um, you know, there's products that people will take the liquid HAs or even, you know, collagen, and there's yeah. still some, you know, kind of argument as to how much are we absorbing when we're doing that the thing is, is like, like you said, you give somebody this drink packet and they're going to drink more water. Mm -hmm. And if they're drinking more water, they're going to look more hydrated mm -hmm. and you know, they look better. Mm -hmm. I tell patients when they ask me, I'm like, don't spend hundreds of dollars on it because science doesn't prove to us that you're really absorbing it that much. But if it's something that's affordable, you're drinking more water, then it's going to be, it's good for you. Yeah. You know, you're probably absorbing some. So all of the fillers that I showed you earlier, those are all hyaluronic acid based okay. fillers. Mm -hmm. So that is the safest filler mm -hmm. that is available in the U S and the okay. reason is, is because it's a soft filler. It's a you know, hyaluronic acid reabsorb in the body, but okay. there's also something that we can inject uh -huh. that will dissolve it. So, oh. you know, you might hear about complications if it's placed in an area where you don't want it times where it can, you know, we have vessels everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so if it occludes a vessel, you can absorb it. So those are the safest fillers. Sometimes, well, I've seen patients that have gotten fillers in other countries um, and there are permanent fillers, which sounds great because people are like, oh, I don't want to have to keep coming and doing exactly. this, right? But when you have something permanent like that, that you can't easily remove if something happens mm. and or changes. So if you think about your face and how it ages mm. and things move and shift, you don't want something necessarily that's going to stuck in there. Right. Mm. Um, and sometimes your body will recognize it as being something foreign and then yeah, it will push go it out. from... Yeah. <laughs> or it gets, goes from being nice and smooth to like having, you know, some little bumps. And if that were to happen with any of these products, we can reverse that very easily. Whereas with these others, we can't. So what are some of the risk factors when you are doing Botox and filler? Botox, there's very little permanent risk. The biggest thing that I see with Botox is that if it 
if it gets into a muscle that we don't want it to get into, then it can cause things to look a way we don't want them to. So right. the most, probably the most common or what's even heard of, I think there was last year, there was somebody on Instagram who got this ptosis to their eyelid. I don't know if you saw that. No. It went kind of viral and I felt terrible for the injector because of it, course. you know, I mean, it can, it happen, can happen, right? It can happen. Yeah. And there's a lot of things like we tell you after you do Botox, you know, don't work out, don't, you know, put a hat on, you know, things, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's just a lot of variables as things settle in. But with this particular patient, what had happened was she went back to her injector a few days after maybe, you know, a few days after her initial injection, because she wanted her eyebrow to come up a little bit higher. So Botox, Dysport, Javeau, any of these take 10 days to peak, which is why we tell patients, you know, you need to give it 14 days to completely settle in because Mm -hmm. the the product's going to peak at day 10. Sometimes muscles, surrounding muscles will get lazy. Sometimes they get hyperactive. So usually about two weeks, everything's pretty much settled in. And if we need to make any adjustments, we can do so at that time. But like, if you came back to me at day three, so let's say Dysport, for example, which kicks in fast. Like Mm -hmm. for me, if I do Dysport in the morning, by that evening, I see a little bit of a difference, Mm -hmm. right? So by day three, I may have, you know, a brow that's a little bit higher. If I go back and I get a little bit more injected, then as the rest of it starts to kick in, things can change. And that's kind of what happened here is so this, this girl went back in, she had an adjustment and then it got into a muscle that we didn't want it to get into. And so she ended up with like a lid ptosis, which is where the lid is like really heavy and almost closed. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you have to wait for it to wear off. Right. So it's not not permanent. Yeah. It's not (laughs) permanent and it's nothing that is a, you know, health risk, but I mean, who wants to walk around that, you know, Mm -hmm. to have something like that. So, um, fillers can be a little bit, they're a little riskier in the sense that when we're injecting it, these are thicker products. And so if it were to get into a vessel, then you could have an occlusion where blood flow wouldn't get to parts of the face, you know, or even your, like your eyes. Mm -hmm. And it could cause some permanent damage. So Mm -hmm. that's something that you want to be, you know, very careful. So going, making sure that you're going to a provider who. I was just going to ask you that question. How, how do you know that you are going to a strong provider? You know, making sure that you are seeing somebody in a reputable established Mm -hmm. practice. We work here with eight amazing plastic surgeons. We all, I'm a registered nurse. There's an two other registered nurses, and then we have two nurse practitioners. So we've all, you know, had a lot of education leading up to this and continue our education. Mm-hmm. So, you know, somebody who's knows facial anatomy, yes. um, if you're getting filler, making sure, you know, we always keep at least six vials of something called Vitrace or Hylinex, which is the reversing agent oh. for this product. So you want to have that on hand okay. because if something were to happen, say I was injecting you and first, you know, I saw clues, there's clues that tell us yeah. this isn't right, then I would have this reversing agent that I mm-hmm. can inject immediately. Okay. Right? So you want somebody who can recognize signs that something isn't the mm-hmm. way it's supposed to be and then knows what to do after. I just wish everyone could have a Heidi uh, oh, personally. So, well, sweet. first of all, you've been doing this for a long time, a long time, almost yeah. two decades, pretty yes. much. Yeah. And yeah. you are a trainer for certain brands. Yeah. Is yeah. that correct? So I'm a trainer for Galderma, which okay. is the company that um, makes Disport okay. and um, Restylane, all the Restylane wow. products. I feel I'm, like you have to be kind of like 
I mean, you got to be recognized in some way. That's like a big deal. It's, it, it's wonderful. I mean, Galderma is an amazing company. The mm-hmm. products are great. Mm-hmm. I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, gives me an opportunity to meet other trainers and mm-hmm. other injectors, you know, all over. Right. I think that the, the great thing about you is that Heidi to me is like an artist. Like she is like a, it's like a canvas, a blank canvas. And she gets her paint brushes and she just, it's like a painting back here. Right. So she literally just looks at your face and she, it's like, she's looking at a canvas. I swear. Like when I watch her do it, so she kind of, you know, puts her finger on her chin and she's like, "Mm." she's like, I think if we do a little bit and she's very, I like her because she's conservative, but not too conservative because I've I've been to a doctor who I loved her, but she was, it was like always two weeks later, I was going back for more Botox. Right. And so I loved her, but she was too conservative. But for me, it's like, you not only listen to me, but you give me what I need and not like just push for a sale. Right. Right. No, that's great. And, you know, again, I feel very blessed to work in the practice that I'm with because all Mm -hmm. of our doctors too, like Mm -hmm. they're wonderful with our patients. Like Mm -hmm. we're here, you know, we want patients to look the best versions of themselves. That's, you know, really what it's about, but you know, people hear, oh, my friend did this, or they Uh hear about like Botox or they hear about fillers. And I always tell patients, I'm like, you know, we look in the mirror and we see this front version of ourselves, Mm -hmm. but we're not looking at all of the different angles. And so a lot of times, one of the most common areas that people want treated are the nasal labia folds. Yes. But a lot of times that's a result of other things happening, right? Mm -hmm. Your cheeks are falling or maybe you've lost weight, you know? So, you know, it's not always treating that area. And that again is how people, I think that's part of that stigma is that if you, I mean, back, things have changed so much just in, you know, the 15, 16 years that I've been injecting, you know, that was an area that we always treated. Mm. And then it was like, oh, wait, why is this happening? Right. And, you know, then we start treating other areas and just really looking at the patient and like you said, their anatomy and yeah, and yeah, yeah, how everything else is set up like little puppet strings. Almost. Right. Yeah. Um, what is an unusual place that people or maybe one of your patients has gotten filler or Botox, like an unusual place, like besides armpits, I suppose. Yeah. So people will do Botox for, you know, sweating, sweating. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh gosh, what is, well, um, there's gotta be an unusual something. So, I mean, I don't know <laughs> if I'd say unusual, but there are, there are places that you can use it that you wouldn't think about. Right. Okay. Um, so one of our doctors, Dr. Hustack, I don't do this, but okay. Dr. Hustack will, um, use, the Restylin for vaginal rejuvenation. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's something. So if anybody's interested in that, she's So amazing. where do you inject it into? Well, so she, I don't do that. She, I know, I know. Just because. So do you know where she, I, where you inject it? Into? I don't know what all, she uses it for a few different things. Okay. So. Um, I'm very fascinated. I'm yeah, like, why is there's it? all sorts of, and <laughs> then we've had men that have come in and mm-hmm. used it for, you know penis enlargement I've seen that by the way and it's horrific like what I've seen really it was it's bad like there's this guy that I used to date Uh and literally like his his dick was completely fine Mm -hmm. like totally fine nothing was wrong with it right and then he I'm sorry I hope he's not listening (laughs) he showed me a picture of it and I was like what happened? Like he said, he showed you a picture after, after. he so said guys- he spent like, this is, and he lives 
away in another state. Right. So I like, so it was not you that injected it. No, (laughs) it looked like, I want to say it looked like his dick was hiding inside of a big trash can because it was so thick. I was like, first of all, how do you have sex with that thing now? I don't even think that would fit in anywhere. Like it just looks so thick. And he was just like, so concerned about his dick size for so long. And he said he spent like almost a hundred grand. Oh, wow. And yeah. And his dick. it's so it definitely can be expensive because it, you know, takes a substantial amount of product, obviously. I mean, it's and again, so when you're talking about how it was just thick is really what it helps with is girth. It doesn't help with length so much. Yeah. Um, that's why I could see a little tip hanging out and it was right. like, like a big fat thing then, with a little tip. <laughs> yeah. Definitely be cautious when you're, you're oh doing God. something like that. The vaginal um, rejuvenation seems like it's a cool alternative to maybe having like a surgery done, I suppose. I don't know how painful it would be. So I have not done it. Yeah. But I've heard from patients that it's not painful. Like That's they good. would think that it is. Yeah. When yeah. I have talked about the liquid rhinoplasty, which is right. you inject here, which has some very significant nerve. What is it in here? Blood vessels. Blood vessels. vessels. Yes. And you, it's not that you, you can't do it, but you, right. you won't do it as a practice because. Right. Because of a safety concerns. So. Mm-hmm. And again, because I work with a group of plastic surgeons, like for me, it's safer for the patient. Got it. For me, it's just a liability. Yeah. That's a high risk area. So there it makes sense to me. Incidents of blindness from not from injections. you, not, not high. Yeah. yeah, no, but and it's, I have, I do some of the liquid rhinoplasties mm-hmm. when the doctors will refer patients to yes. me and I work with the doctor, but I just don't do that you right. know, routinely. I always get Botox in my jaw because I clench yeah. at nighttime. Yeah. And you had said to me, Hey, have you asked your dentist about this being covered by insurance? Right. Like what are some other instances where you could possibly get Botox covered by insurance? I will say the master area, um, you know, we see patients cosmetically for that, mm-hmm. because when you're clenching a lot, mm-hmm. you tend to get a little bit of a wider jaw yeah. on here. And so for Do you us, remember how thick my muscle yeah, used to be? It was, I remember feeling it and yeah. I was like, Oh girl, you're going to love this. <laughs> but you know, what happens is when that, when that muscle is injected, then mm-hmm. it slims the muscle, it atrophies the muscle a bit. So you get some slimming to the face, mm-hmm. which is why we're treating cosmetically for that. Mm-hmm. But you know, therapeutically, your oral surgeon potentially mm. can mm. do that. Um, that is an area where it's hard to get that covered or insurance because a lot of times they'll do things like mouth guards and different things. <sighs> Hopefully it will eventually get to the point. Um, migraines, migraine yes. headaches are another area. And again, back when I started medical insurance did not cover migraines and I'd have patients yeah. come all the time and they're like, Oh, when I have this done, it helps my migraines. Yeah, it does. So I will tell patients now, because again, it comes to like, I'm not trying to just take, you know, as much as I can, I know take how your money. This I know. Yeah. So, um, and when you're treating for migraines, you know, it is a lot of units. Um, mm-hmm. and so neurologists, so it's now covered under medical insurance. So if you go to your neurologist, cool. then that, you know, will be covered for hyperhidrosis. Some patients I have heard have been able to get it covered. I think it's under what is hyperhidrosis. That's the sweating. Sweating. Okay. So a lot of times I think it's like hands when people sweat on their hands and that really the migraines are the ones that is Mm -hmm. a lot more easily covered now. Um, But I mean, they use Botox for everything. They use it for bladder spasms. So when people have, you know, they'll, they use it really in so many different areas. Yeah. There's so many different helpful. You know, you can use it like in muscles here in your shoulders. Really? But again, a lot of times that 
goes back to the the migraines, like when you have those tension headaches. Yeah. So if you're if you're getting Botox regularly mm-hmm. and you're using a neck cream and an eye cream, is there anything else you really need? Again, it's going to depend on the person. Somebody who is out in the sun all the time. Mm-hmm. Live in Texas, you know, there's people going to be out in the sun all the time. If you're somebody who smokes, Mm. that's somebody who you're breaking down so much collagen. Mm -hmm. And so there's things we can do to kind of counteract that genetics, you know, some, like somebody like you looking at your mom, like you're not going to have to do as much Mm -hmm. as other people. So there are things that, so basically it's very individualized. So just because your friend doesn't have to do, you know, like you don't have to do certain things, Mm. somebody else may need to. Mm -hmm. So somebody, people who tend to be more fair, their complexion more fair, they tend to need to do a little bit Mm -hmm. more to their skin. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, after the age of 30, really 35, you know, we really like collagen levels really plummet. Um, so you, and then we also have like the bone absorption and all these other factors that come into play. Mm -hmm. So doing things that are going to be preventative, it's always a good thing. I feel like people ask me what my skincare routine is. And I literally say it's Botox. Like that's what makes my skin look good to yeah. me. Yeah. Well, and, but you have beautiful, great skin. It's kind of a joke with. and kind of not because I do take care of my skin anyway, right. but, but you definitely don't have to do nearly as much as what <laughs> most people do. So I do like PRP. I think PRP is great. Yeah. So do a little freshen up every now and again. Um, I've done microneedling before and the yeah. hy- hydrofacials, but in the end for me, I think like Botox has changed my yeah no there's definitely and you know I tell people too if you have like a a sports car or luxury car you're not just going to buy it and then not think that Mm -hmm. you have to do anything to maintain it Mm -hmm. so same thing like you know with our skin you want to do maintenance things and so if you're doing like filler with me Mm -hmm. then you know you're going to prolong your results and Mm -hmm. things are going to look better if you're you know seeing our estheticians and doing like a hydrofacial Mm -hmm. a few times a year and you know, sometimes there's light laser treatments yeah. that they do that again, just helps stimulate collagen. So it's not usually for most people and like you, a one-stop, you know, kind right. of thing, like it's combination things. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the goal is to help everything look natural right? and, you know, you just want, you want to look like yourself. So speaking of natural, have you ever had to quote unquote fire a patient? Well, I've had patients where I've told <laughs> patients that I can't do what they're requesting and they've yeah. gone somewhere else. Right. Um, I mean, I probably have had to say maybe just once or twice, like, I don't think I, I'm not, you're so professional. To, so I can't even imagine what the situation would look it's, like. But. Well, it's, you know, sometimes again, we see patients who can be very critical of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes there is a psychological issue too. Of course. Of things. And so when you recognize that, and you see somebody who is doing something that, you know, isn't safe for them Mm -hmm. and that, yes, yeah. Um, You know, we had a patient one time, it was actually right when I started here and there was a patient who would come in and she had had some filler dissolved by us from another provider. But then she came back in the next day and wanted more filler added. And if you, you can't, you have to wait, there's a period of time you have to wait. And she was just adamant that she wanted to do Mm, that. And mm, mm. we didn't do it because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't in her best interest. Um, But, you know, recognizing that, okay, there's something here where, you know, Mm -hmm. we need to 
you know, maybe address some other issues. The other day I had a patient and she was talking about her neck. And uh-huh. so I took a picture of it and I said, okay, show me what you're seeing. And she was like, oh, well, it doesn't look, you know, and because she's been seeing herself on Zoom, she's been doing Zoom mm. meetings, which is something, oh, Lord. you know, <laughs> yes. And you know, lighting is yeah, Yeah, I know. There's not great know. lighting in here, but that's okay. Yeah. So, you know, that's something like where we want, if we see patients that are coming in and doing something like that, mm-hmm. then you sometimes have to have kind of a come to Jesus. Do you ever have to go, <laughs> come yeah. to Jesus? Do you have to go, ever go grab a doctor and say like, you have to go see a plastic surgeon instead? And yeah, so we have at times, you mm-hmm. know, grab them. And that, that patient that I was talking about, like when I first started working here, I had to get a doctor because she like, she was insisting I inject her. And she was like, I want to see a doctor. And the doctor uh, said like, you know, we cannot do that. Body, that body dysmorphia, system. facial dysmorphia. Those yeah. are all real things. It is. Yeah. yeah so. so, and those patients are not, you know, going to be happy with anything that is no. done. You just don't want to, to be a part of somebody not doing enabling. what's best for themselves, enabling them or not doing what's best for themselves. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Cause your happiness always comes from within, Yeah, you know, and that's why I always say to people who question my choices about what I do for beauty upkeep, I say, that's just like an extra cherry on top for me. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. good with myself the way that I am, but would I be happier with a little Botox? Yeah, I would right. be. So who cares? Like, yeah. why is not your problem? Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why, that's why I like it. And I also like to come see Heidi. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I have one more question for you. Okay. Um, if you could go back and find your 20 year old self and give her one little piece of advice, what would that be? Hmm. My 20 year old self. It could be anything. Oh. It doesn't have to be your career related. It could be anything. Yeah. I think I, I am remembering myself at the age 20 and I'm like, I would probably say like, just calm down a little bit. Right. Yeah. Like you chill are out. chill out. Right. There's a lot and to appreciate, you know, things in life mm-hmm. and to just think about some of your choices, you know, mm-hmm. before, but you know, it's always like, I, I mean, my son's 19 now and I think back to when I was his age and Mm -hmm. he's, oh my gosh, he's so much better. I mean, he's so level-headed and he has like this clear vision and well, that's you know, your parenting. I think too. Oh, well, thank you. He's, <laughs> we got lucky. I will say we got lucky. He's great. But, you know, I did not have that same, I think, outlook at that time. Like, and so I think I would just tell myself, like, just calm down a little bit, you know, enjoy the time and, you know, enjoy the people that you are around you and mm-hmm. appreciate, you know, these moments, value friendships, you know, mm-hmm. just the same thing, things that we try to do now. Yeah. But back then it just seemed like, you know, everything. Was I think just- I'm finally at that age where I understand like youth is wasted on the young or whatever they say. Right. Yeah. I finally yeah. understand that. Cause I'm like, God, I really, what's that mean? I, mean yeah. I really wish I could survive on no sleep now. Oh yeah. Like, I know back then I would just like go out party all night, go to class, like totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I my, you know, my so I have my son's 19, my daughter's 16. Yeah. And we had had a barbecue on Sunday night and had people over Mm -hmm. and you know they were up late and I was like, oh gosh, she has to get up early tomorrow. And then I thought to myself, I like, I know, I get like two hours sleep and I was fine. But now it's like, you know, so yeah, just appreciating that Mm -hmm. time then and just realizing that wow, this isn't gonna, you know, isn't gonna last forever. So 
Well, Heidi, where can everyone support you? Where can they find you? The best way, really, if you want to, you know, talk to, we do um, consultations. Mm -hmm. And if they mention your name, we'll do complimentary consultation. Because normally nice. consultations are $50. Which, okay. Um, you know, they can call Moon. Okay. Wonderful Moon. Yes, we love her. Moon. Yes. Um, and Moon is Heidi's assistant. Yes, my wonderful, my mm -hmm. sidekick. Yes, my she always calls us Batman and Robin. She's, She's so Robin. cute. Wait, what is it again? Oh yeah. So it's Heidi fell underscore RN and I will, I'll absolutely put it in the description for the video and for the podcast as well. Um, you can follow her on there and just know, I think that it, it speaks for itself. Like her work speaks for itself. There's all these really great people with social media, especially here, here in Houston. And they'll do the reels and the beautiful right. photos and all this transformation stuff. And it looks super cool. And so people just tend to like gravitate towards them, but don't always go for like the hype. What I want to, what I want to tell you guys is really do your research and make sure that the person, the provider that you are working for works with reputable doctors, reputable mm -hmm. people, and they have at least 10 years experience or more. That's my personal opinion. You can take it or leave it, but I've, I've never found someone that's good as Heidi. And I've been oh, to a couple of providers and my mom says the same. She's, you know, my mom's older than I am. I won't say how old. <laughs> and, um, she, she said, Heidi's the absolute, absolute best Aww, that there is. So thank you for being yeah, on the thank show. You. Yes. This was, fun. This was thank so much you. fun. I cannot believe how much knowledge we just put out there. Like mind blown. Everyone's going to be like, oh, I finally understand. <laughs> what to do. So we, uh, so what we're going to do now is we are going to, I'm going to hop on her chair here and she's going to actually inject me. Um, we're going to do Botox in my forehead and we're also going to do some in my chin. I have what they call orange peel. It's orange, orange peel. peel chin though. Yeah. If you're listening on any streaming audio, make sure you head over to YouTube so you can watch Heidi and I in action. That's a wrap for this episode of The Luxury Dropout. Make sure to visit stephaniejoplin.com to find all of Steph's episodes, including full podcast descriptions and photos of her guests. Until next time, besties.